Welcome back to another episode of the Supporting Local with Karis podcast. I'm Karis Saunders and we have massive news. I am doing my very, very first market. I am so excited. Honestly, cannot believe it. We just did the big launch on Instagram the other day, so I had to tell you here, of course, as well. If you're not following us over on Instagram, Facebook and everything, do please go over. It is just Supporting Local with Karis on both of them. So the market is going to be on the Sunday, the 30th of April this year, so about six weeks to go. It's from 10 to 4, and it's going to be at the Steenfield Market on Main Street. So I am doing all my favourite podcast guests because the 30th of April is the second podcast anniversary, which is a bit mad how quickly it has gone. I'm having a proper mix of people, like there's going to be ceramics, jewellery, skincare, clothing, artisan gin, candles, kids toys, dog treats and so much more. So put it in your calendar, I really hope you can go and I really, really am so excited to see you there, share all my gorgeous podcast guests and do a wee bit of shopping so I hope you can make it and on with this episode so today I spoke to Becca Calmont and she makes stunning jewellery like absolutely stunning and we spoke about the story of her glass pearls the importance of taking time for yourself and also splitting her time between Northern Ireland and Sardinia I mean I know which one I'd rather be in to be honest especially with the weather at the moment but I hope you enjoy all her links over everything will be down below of course so do go over have a little nosy while you listen and enjoy here's Becca hi I'm Becca I am from Carrick born and bred but I have spent nearly 20 years of my life around the world I studied fashion and textiles design and I was very lucky my first job was in buying in accessories and one of those product categories was jewellery. So I kind of in my early 20s just started working with jewellery and getting really excited about it. I was very lucky I worked for a premium brand. That's kind of where my passion for jewellery came. Fast forward to 2020, friends had always been saying you should set up your own little thing. I ended up moving back to Carrick to Northern Ireland, had a baby and was kind of like what can I do? I I had a whole collection of these beautiful pearls and crystals and all sorts of beads that I had collected, yeah. salvaged from broken sample sales and stuff. And yeah, just sort of started to make some small pieces. I also curated. So I have connections, friends in Hong Kong and stuff. And obviously in 2020, Hong Kong was really massive lockdown. So I thought one of my friends is a beautiful jewelry maker. So we worked together. I designed some pieces and she made them for me so that I could kind of help support her a little bit. And and she also supported me with her business. So yeah, then just came up with like pretty jewelry that I like, trying to use sustainable practices, reusing these beautiful pearls that I've got. It's kind of grown from there. But yeah, just time in life. Lots of people started things in 2020. And yeah, I've been really lucky. It's been going pretty well. It was officially launched, I guess, end of 21. Yeah, I did a wee quiet, like it was a soft launch just yeah. before Christmas. But then really, I'd say my biggest, my first launch was probably about this time last year at Banana Block. I think actually it was probably when I met you. Yes, I think so. Or a month or two before. So, so exciting. So what did you start with? Do you remember what your first piece was? Yes. I remember I made, it's very classic. It's the key image on like my website. It's like a reclaimed glass pearl toggle 
necklace and it's available in silver and gold and it's one of the, the sort of chunkier and I mean none of my jewellery is particularly chunky but it's the, the largest sort of bit and I love it because I remember these glass pearls and in my old company going to my supplier in North London she was this wonderful fabulous like lady who basically had a jewellery business in her house and she sourced all these beautiful beads from all over the place and I remember she was raking through the cupboard and she's like I found a bag of glass beads and she came up with this story about I mean not story it was true she's like oh yeah you know when she in the 80s she'd found them in Paris and now she can't use them and so we had like created these necklaces that we sold really well in my old company but I had a few broken necklaces from the samples so these are these vintage glass pearls so yeah they're the first pieces and I love them as well because I've had quite a few people commission different lengths or they've said we like that pearl but I want a different chain but the lovely thing is those pearls are limited because I only have maybe eight or nine left and I've made maybe seven six or seven so each piece is unique and it's reusing this beautiful vintage Parisian glass pearl so that's the first piece and it's kind of my signature not the best seller but I think it's very synonymous with the brand clean but classic amazing and has such a meaning to you as well which is so lovely especially when launching so you touched on kind of the creation talk us through a little bit kind of how do you come up with different designs is it just like stuff almost you want that doesn't exist or kind of what's the magic formula for you being a buying professional I should have a formula and I should be doing bestsellers I should be moving on from things that I've sold before and doing market research honestly sometimes I just I have a beautiful pearl or a bead or something and I'm like what am I going to make and it's what I've got in front of me when I started I did spend time and I've got a wee sketchbook with beautiful well (laughs) maybe not beautiful sketches but you know ideas and stuff so sometimes I sit and I do that and sometimes I let the the beads themselves come to me or sometimes I see someone on TV and I think, oh, I love what they've got on, but maybe it's a bit chunky or, oh, I could do something similar. You know, we get inspiration. So there's no hard and fast rule. And in reality, being a, a buying professional, I should be much better at range building. But to be honest, it's it's about what looks beautiful and what I've got available and just what takes me in that moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I love that you kind of almost don't have the formula and it is kind of what comes to you and things like that. That's really sweet. Beckett, what would an average day look like for you? Obviously, you have a little one as well, so no day will be the same. Jewelry-wise, like, how do you balance everything? Well, I'm really fortunate. Last year, I was working full-time running the business and had the little one. This year, I've taken a step back from my professional role. I have two days a week with the little ones in nursery, and those are the days that are for me. So most of those days, I get up, I... I'll go to the gym, which is, you know, something I enjoy. The gym come back in the morning and I will, I try to do a bit of everything. So I'll try and make a piece of jewellery. Maybe I have to order some supplies. I make sure I have a nice quiet lunch. I watch a program. I have an hour's break because, you know, when you've got a little one and your own business, you never really have that sort of time. And then in the afternoon, normally I like to take photographs. If I can, I try and take one or two because obviously, you know, you've got Instagram, like to upload things. I make lots of different things. So I like to try and put things on the website. 
they're one offs. So I normally in the afternoon do that. Then it's time to to go get the little one again. When I'm being mom full time, our phones are amazing. I do my website on my phone. I answer order queries. Lots of my customers will message me at like 10 o'clock. I'll reply <laughs> and they're like, whoa. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm actually, it's easier to get me at 10 o'clock at night than it is during the day. So yeah, I'm always, and I'm like scheduling Instagram posts and things like that. All sorts. When you are a solo business owner, which I'm sure, you know, you've always spoken to lots of them. There's no days the same. <laughs> I know, I know. I do always kind of love the craziness of it. Do you know, as you say, you try and do a bit of everything at once. And that's definitely how I try and do things. Um, yeah. But I do love that you kind of take the time. You're like, no, I'm going to sit and have lunch. And I'm going to do this. And because it can be so hard, you know, to go, 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 go. And then you're like, oh, have I eaten today? And like, where's the child? And like, I never forget to eat. (laughs) Never. But yeah, I think having spent 16 years working in an office and working in fashion and fast paced, when I started 16 years ago, work ethic was particularly in London, it was very like you work, you work, you work. And I've learned that you take a half hour break and then you work much better in the afternoon and all sorts of things happen better. So that's something very important. Also helps my creativity just to switch off and watch EastEnders. (laughs) I know I definitely find I can work a lot better if yeah you kind of allow yourself to have a break because I'd be very like go go just keep going keep going and then you're kind of like you do burn out and then you're like but if I just take in 30 minutes to have something to eat and just put on like a show put on Netflix and just try and turn your brain off and then you're like okay back at it almost like battery is charged again let's go instead of just running empty. Yeah, I find not so much now, but I used to make really silly mistakes just because you get exhausted. And when you've got a little one, you don't have much of a chance to sit down. So when he's in nursery, I make the most of it and I try not to feel guilty. Absolutely, Becca. So what would be the biggest challenge that you face kind of on your jewellery journey? For me, I would say actually the biggest challenge is to get the product out there, the marketing side of things. Northern Ireland's got such an amazing small business network and that's really helped me. I've met so many other jewellers, people that you would think maybe we shouldn't be pals because we're competitors but no we bounce ideas off each other and that's really helped with the marketing but when you don't have a storefront it's hard and when you're not going to consistent markets it's hard as well yeah the biggest challenge is basically I know you know I've got a nice product I know I can price it well obviously my background I can find the packaging I can source the materials I can do all of that it's the marketing and one of the things I need to do a bit more is probably show my face on social media (laughs) yeah it's really lovely to have a chat with you yeah but right now and said oh god this is going to be on the internet people are going to listen to me talking and you know I've just realized so yeah the marketing is the the hardest thing for me I think because if people don't know about your product they can't buy it Social media has been really good. Slowly getting there. We hit a thousand followers. Incredible. A couple of weeks ago, it took a while and, you know, it kept going up and then down and up and down. But they're all fabulous. I feel like they're all real people that I've met at markets. They're all lots of other small business people. Yeah, well, that is definitely the most important bit that, say, your thousand followers, that they're real people because it will take longer to grow, but it's so much more worth it because you know there's actually a thousand people who will see your stuff rather than you go like oh I have 10,000 followers but they're all fake you'll see it it's much better to have like a I would say like a smaller more authentic audience yeah and I I love that I get like little messages from people that I've met at market amazing so kind of flipping it on its head what would be your proudest achievement since you started then 
Recently, the wardrobe in Belfast have started stocking some of my pieces and that's really a beautiful, beautiful store and they want to have my jewellery. That's really validating and exciting. I get really excited when I get brides. I've had brides commission some pieces, so that's been lovely. And when I've seen their wedding photos of them, they've chosen to wear my jewellery on their special day. And other, you know, I've had a few beautiful heartbreaking little stories where people are like can I have this letter and this charm and we make something beautiful in memory of someone that's actually I think you know when someone's trusting me with their precious memories that they've had that's so so sweet have you thought about doing any work with other businesses like obviously the wardrobe is stocking yourself which is fab and of course you do your commissions so maybe like a like a collaboration of sorts almost with other businesses I haven't thought of it from that way, but I am I'm hoping to do some sort of little workshops with the other small businesses because there's so many fabulous people in Northern Ireland. They're so creative. And I was hoping that I can maybe do some workshops with them to help them on the boring sides of the business where I have all the experience. So pricing strategy, margins, all the boring stuff, even, you know, product ranging. So building product ranges. But I haven't thought of doing like a collaboration outside of the wardrobe. I guess I have a kind of collaboration with Saba from she was Lovely Boy Design. She's now Saba Studios mm-hmm. um, and she created my artwork for my postcards and yeah. things like that. But yeah, I would be really interested. I'm just, yeah, not sure. Yeah, like saying about you brides for your stuff. So even bridal shops, things like that, even to start. And then I can't even think now off the top of my head. So like Innocent Chaos, who does the gorgeous flowers and she does loads of weddings, you know, and say something like that. That's one of the things I'm working on is a bridal collection. And then I think so it's all in the works. And then that would be fabulous if I could find a bridal shop and maybe we can work together and do a bridal shoot so that, you know, so that we can both have images. So, yeah definitely I just need to get that together I've been talking about it for about six months so (laughs) all the bits they'll come together at some point but yeah bridal jewelry is something I'm really keen to sort of to put together because I feel like when you're you're getting married or you're a bridesmaid the jewelry you might buy is quite expensive and maybe not the best quality so I'd like to be able to create some nice bespoke pieces that you don't just wear on the day and, you know, they'll have long life. You know, all my pieces, I'm I'm all for sustainability. Jewellery is never going to be sustainable because you don't actually need it. But if you're going to buy it, make sure it's timeless, good quality and something you really love. So that's kind of what I would like to put into the bridal collection as well. That is so nice. But I do disagree. I think you do need (laughs) jewellery. Yeah, I mean, there's there's mental health benefits. There's there's all sort of beautiful, like positive things. Yeah, yeah but beautiful. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else coming soon that you can give us a little teaser for then? I'm currently working on wax carvings for some pieces, Ooh. some exclusive pieces. Well, they're taking me a while. Some nice chunky rings so that they're much more bespoke. That's where I'm working on those. I've got two almost ready to go. I kind of want to build that wee collection and then I'll send those off and they get, I'm not exactly sure of the process, they they get made into real pieces of jewellery yeah. and then they send them back and I have to do lots of work to make them beautiful, polish them up. But that's something that's where what like I wanted to get the jewellery business so that I could be much more actually making bespoke yes. exclusive pieces. Watch this space so in a few months. <laughs> Thanks. 
Do you have any ideas? So in the next few months, I'm expecting these big, lovely, chunky rings, the bridal collection. In a few years' time, what is the big dream? Crikey, in a few years. I'm living in the moment, but I feel like I would love to be able to keep doing it and be become much more of a, a goldsmith. I'm teaching myself. I'm using YouTube. I'm learning a lot. I know some things from having visited big factories and stuff. So maybe something a bit like that. I'm not sure if I ever want my own storefront. I'm going to be splitting my time from this summer between here and Sardinia, hopefully. So, you know, maybe there'll be a Sardinia collection. Maybe there'll be a Carrick collection. Maybe there'll be some sort of inspired collection there. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Can I ask Um, why you'll be splitting your time um, between the beautiful Carrick and (laughs) Sardinia? My husband is from Sardinia, so we come from two absolutely beautiful places. Very similar in some aspects, but completely different in others. Coasts, beautiful sea, mm-hmm. you know, island people. There's a few degrees difference in temperature. Just so, yeah, but we've got family both here and there. And with the little one, we're going to be figuring out where our place in the world yeah. is. But we're lucky we've got places t- and people to be with in both places. And while he's little and we can hop from spend a month here and a month over there we will so So, yeah so exciting exactly I'm very excited just has to happen (laughs) I know fingers crossed well just to finish up Becca what would be your favorite local business or businesses so I love Hottie's hot chocolate oh yeah so good I'm obsessed with that I'm really enjoying oh I like the classic the okay. dark classic yeah. like, but the Terry's chocolate orange is good too but I've ran out and I haven't seen him in a while so I need to go and go and visit some markets I know a market that he's gonna be at coming up in the end of April <laughs> oh <laughs> well then maybe maybe I might need to be at that market yes, too absolutely <laughs> oh, fab. so I love that and then I'm just like what else Trixie's Trinkets, Bex okay. from Trixie's Trinkets, love her. She does super gorgeous beaded jewellery. She's lovely and she donates lots of money to charity. Um, and she's all about sustainability and recycling and fab. Uh, is it Nourish NI? And she does vegan. I'm not vegan, but I love her cheese. Like, which actually I think, you know, normally I would be a bit of a snob and like real cheese, but her cheese is amazing. Yeah, so I'm like, it's all food. I'm obsessed with food normally. Yeah, and there's loads, like I could keep going on, I'm sure. I've met so many doing the markets in East Belfast, things like that, Banana Block and Creatives Collective and stuff. I've met such lovely other market traders and things, so I've been really lucky. Isn't Becca so lovely? I love chatting to her and I love her jewellery even more. And you may have noticed we did hint at Ruben from Holly's Chocolate going to be at a certain market at the end of April. Well, now you know what it is. It is my market over in Sainfield. Make sure you put it in your calendar. Sainfield, 30th of April, 10 to 4. I will see you there. And if you enjoyed this episode, do please go over, leave us a little rating or review wherever you're listening. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. 